Today's episode of the Finding Light podcast is sponsored by Joe Garrett at Garrett and Robinson Investment, where they deliver the support and financial guidance that you need regardless of what the upcoming days, weeks, or even months might bring. And Dr. Donna Thomas-Moses, who specializes in periodontics, temporomandibular complex, TMJ, and dental implants. At her practice, she strives to make you feel comfortable and relaxed throughout your evaluation and treatment. Visit sarahclaudia.com for more information about our wonderful sponsors. Hey everybody and welcome to the Finding Light podcast where we talk about finding light and happiness despite the dark circumstances we may be facing. I'm your host Sarah Claudia Tillman, speaker and writer, and I am joined as always by <laughs> my co-host and friend Erica Rivers. Hello. And we're going to start off real quick like we always do talking about the best things that happened to us this week, no mm -hmm. matter how big or how small. Mhm. Mm and mine was, it, it actually just happened yesterday, I was able to go to the coffee shop, my favorite little coffee Ooh. shop here in town, it's called Gallery Row, Yes. with my mom and my sister, and we don't really get that much time just to spend, just have girl time yeah. anymore, now that Beth is a mom, <laughs> and we're all busy working, my mom babysits, so it was nice to have that girl time, yeah. and I got a French toast latte, it was mm, real good. That sounds so good. Yeah, it was real good. Well, I had French toast yesterday so oh, well you win one up you you win <laughs> but my best thing is that my sister's wedding is this weekend so yes, yes we're leaving to go to the beach little beach wedding so i'm real excited congrats so you get a little family time and a little vacation yes and it's long awaited because her wedding was put off two months due to covid so yeah. here we go <laughs> well, exciting yes ma'am so today's verse is actually not from us, it's from our guest, but we'll hear more about her later, but it's from her foundation, the Chase the Victory Foundation. This verse is amazing, but this is what the entire foundation was founded on. So it comes from 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. That's beautiful. Oh, there's so much truth in that verse. Yes. I just love it. And it's one of those that you hear and you automatically just kind of feel that peace mm -hmm. and that comfort in your yes, heart. It's just God's hands enwrapping yeah. you. Well, I'm so excited to have mm -hmm. our guest here today. I actually had the pleasure to meet Kiki McDaniel a few months ago. I interviewed her for my radio segment and I just didn't get enough of her <laughs> sweet spirit and her wonderful story. So I'm having her back to interview her and hear more about her story, about how she is spreading kindness and hope and inspiration in memory of her son, Chase. So welcome, Kiki. Thank yes. you for being here. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. <laughs> yes, we're excited. I know our listeners are going to be very inspired by yes. not only you, but by your whole family and especially by Chase. Mm -hmm. Yes, he inspires me every single day. <laughs> Well, can we start a little bit about you? Can you tell our listeners who you are and just where you come from? 
Absolutely. So um, as you said, my name is Kiki McDaniel. I am a mom. I am a wife. I work in ministry and I'm the founder of Chase the Victory. And I think probably my greatest joy is that I am the mother of three amazing children. And um, Karsten is 20. Gone with the teens. Yes. And um, and our son, Chase, who passed away in November, he was 17. And then our youngest is Sophie, and she's Aww. 10 years old. Wow. So, so you have your hands full. We do. Your heart full. That's exactly right. <laughs> full love of it. love. Yeah. So you're in ministry. What kind of ministry? Yes. Yeah, so I work full time for Crossroads Church. Okay. Um, our main campus is in Douglasville, Georgia, yeah. but we also have a new campus that we're building in Carrollton. Yes. It's um, under construction. We're getting so close. It looks like we're going to be able to open <laughs> in August. That's awesome. But I oversee Yay. the um, the next gen ministry okay. for Crossroads. Cool. So you're over all of the youth and the children's and all exactly. that. Exactly. Okay. Nice. Cool. Well, introduce us to Chase a little bit more. I would love to. (laughs) Chase is literally everybody's best friend. (laughs) Um, Chase, you know, even when he was younger, as a a toddler, he was the most outgoing, friendliest um, kid who just found a way to make everybody around him feel so welcome. And and I think that's so unique as a child. Mm -hmm. Um, But he just had this passion for people. And he just always drew people close to him. And so Chase was all throughout his life he loved football he played football from we've started out playing soccer but as soon as he was old enough to play football even at flag football that's where he went and he loved it and of course he did many other things too and with robotics and in just so many different ways. But I think the thing about Chase that just was is so very inspiring is just a way that he sees people mm-hmm. and he sees like the beauty in them and yeah. makes them feel so very special. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a, um, just such a quality that mm-hmm. um, it's just so desired. Yeah. I think in mm-hmm. our world, in our society, Absolutely. to have people who can just see you and love you like everybody you know as different as we all are we are all gifted with so many mm-hmm. unique ways yeah. that God defined us yeah wow. he sounds like the kind of person who just lights up a room when he enters it and exactly. everybody just kind of gravitates to him and I said it last time when we were on the radio that you can just hear the smile and the joy in <laughs> yes. your voice every time you talk about him and yep. I love that yes it is such a joy and I think that that's what's you know it's so such a, a, a hard thing, I think, for a lot of people to understand that joy mm-hmm. and suffering live together. But yes. in our world, they do. Yeah. You know, we have so much joy when we think of our son and our girls and our family and all the me- memories that we have. Mm-hmm. And then that also just it lives with suffering because we miss him so much. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, for for all grieving parents and and grieving siblings, there's this mix of, you know, every memory just brings you so much joy because you remember those moments, Mm -hmm, but then you long and you ache for those moments. Mm -hmm. So that's a hard balance to kind of grasp. And it is hard for people to understand as well. Mm -hmm. But let's take it back to April of last year is when kind of your journey began. 
It did. We had just returned from vacation. Um, Our family loves to go on cruises. Um, That's our thing. Like we could literally be a commercial for Carnival Cruise Line. (laughs) Um, But we we should we should Uh, we would take them up on an offer. How about that? But anybody um, listening? Yes, exactly. Um, but we had just got back, um, from vacation and when we came back, you know, it's Mm -hmm. spring and, and, uh, we had just finished spring break and we were getting ready for, for spring practice for football. And so my husband and Chase were just running drills and kind of getting ready for the season. And as we were, as they were practicing and working Mm -hmm. out, Chase was just struggling. He was in a lot of pain, and that's very unusual for him. He's just a go-getter, a fighter, and he just kind of pushes through everything. He finally just said to my husband at the end of practice that day, he said, I'm just hurting. And so he, um, my husband took him up to urgent care just to get checked out, make sure there wasn't anything going on. And while we, while they were there, um, the urgent care doctor said, oh, I know exactly what this is. This is a stomach ulcer, you know, very mm-hmm. common for this age. And so prescribed medicine for a stomach ulcer. And, and we were, you know, thinking that that's all that we yeah. were dealing with, that we've just got the stomach ulcer and we're going to get through this. And mm-hmm. um, so Chase was taking his medicine. And um, this happened to be Easter week as well. And as I have already mentioned, I work um, for a church. So we were very <laughs> you know, busy, busy with yeah. all of these Easter services. And um, so that Friday night, we had Good Friday service. And Chase was just, he was just hurting. And so when we got home, you know, he went ahead and went to bed after church that night. Um, but he sent me a text. He actually called me um, around midnight and he was like, mommy, I'm hurting. Mm-hmm. And I just said to my husband, I said, I think we just need to take him to the emergency room. You yeah. know, we're still thinking it was a stomach ulcer, but we were like, there has to be something else yeah. that they can give him. So when we went to the emergency room, they took the one look at Chase and I mean, he was big, strong, muscular, <laughs> had been working out. He, you know, was f- like stacked and, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> And they just saw one look of him and the amount of pain he was in and they took us right back. And a doctor came and he said, I can't look at this big, strong, tough guy in this amount of pain without ordering a CT scan. Yeah. And, um, and we were very thrilled because that's what from day one, that's what Chase wanted. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we were, you know, pretty confident that it was an ulcer. So they took him for a CT scan and we went back to um, the room to kind of wait for Mm -hmm. the results. And the doctor came and a lady was with him that, and and now in hindsight, I assume maybe was a counselor of some kind. Um, But they came in and sat down on the edge of Chase's bed and looked at my husband and I looked back at Chase Mm -hmm. And back at us and just said, um, we see no evidence of a stomach ulcer, but I'm so sorry, but your son has metastatic disease. And we really didn't know what that yeah. word meant. And we mm-hmm. were just like, oh, okay, how do we fix that? And he said, your son has cancer. Mm-hmm. And so that started our journey. We left, you know, immediately from there, it was kind of business yeah. that, you know, all of the things needed to get rolling. They explained to us that, you know, here at Tanner, they don't treat children for cancer. So they were transferring us to Eggleston and yeah. um, the oncology team was waiting for us. And we got there and um, we got to Eggleston and the oncology team met with us all. 
and they were very cautious. You know, we mm-hmm. don't give it a diagnosis until we have done the biopsy, but we're going to go ahead and admit him and get his pain under control. And then this week we're going um, to do his biopsy. Mm-hmm. And Chase was like, oh, I'm so so sorry, but I'm actually not going to be able to do that. <laughs> and they were like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and he's like, I can't because I've already promised someone that I would take her to prom. And oh, she's already oh, bought a dress it. and oh, she's it. ready for that. Mm-hmm. And, and they kind of looked at us and him like, maybe you didn't hear me. Let me say it one more time. <laughs> we're talking about cancer. Yeah, I love and that he story. was just like, I, I know, I understand. And um, But if we're not going to do the biopsy wow. till this week, you know, She's really looking forward to it, and she's oh, got a photographer, oh, and she's red, she's all excited. So I, I need to get to prom. Oh, so that was I his mindset basically oh, yeah. throughout the whole entire experience. And Absolutely. Some people would probably say, oh, "Okay, this kid's in denial," but it sounds to me like that's just how he is. He had Absolutely. that selfless yeah, just nature. Mind. That's so true. That's such a good word to describe him is selfless. You know, as we talk, I'm sure we'll talk about more stories, but that that mm-hmm. was just continuously all throughout his fight with cancer was selfless he was always his eyes were on someone else like Mm -hmm. there's someone else that he can help and I think that's also what's kind of inspiring us as we are walking through the very thick of grief you you know that Mm -hmm. we are still in the very first year and we're living through all the firsts and um and they are so painful and Mm -hmm. I don't want to even try to minimize that pain but I do think that what I can tell you that we've learned even from watching Chase and how he responded through this was just like in that moment he was faced with he was in incredible pain because like I described to you the reason that we even began seeking out what was wrong was because of the amount of pain he was in Mm -hmm. so even when he said I've got to get to prom he was suffering through great pain Mm -hmm. and um but he knew that there was someone who was really looking forward to that and I I think for us as we are suffering through great pain we know that there are families in so many other areas that don't even have the support that we do and we are just ready to do all that we can to change that wow that's the humility of Christ Mm-hmm. Yes, it it's amazing. is. So how was your initial reaction? You and your husband mm. and siblings? I'm sure there was shock. Respond? There was definitely shock. I think that, you know, in the very first moments, it was just exactly that. It was just shock because yeah. we thought we already knew what we were dealing with. We just yeah. thought that we needed more attention to it. Um, so to hear that it was cancer, it didn't feel real. Mm-hmm. It felt as if... Um, you know, certainly we're going to do another test and that's not it. And, you know, and in even the thought of, well, we need a biopsy to confirm it, that gave us hope that maybe yeah. we're not really talking like about wrong. cancer. Yeah. Right. They don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Because I think as humans, we don't want to walk through pain. Mm-hmm. Like that's not how we, that's not how our hearts are, are drawn. Yeah. And, okay. um, and so I think that we felt shock initially and then um, once everything was confirmed and we knew that we were dealing with cancer, I think that the next thing that we felt was just determination. Mm-hmm. You know, we were like, we we are going to be a family that is going to fight through this and we're yes. going to be together. And every day and every moment of this, we're going to give it our all. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Never gave up. Never gave up. Because our hope isn't in this world. You are so yeah. right. Yeah. He's still alive more than ever. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, Sorry, okay, he I'm is. over here. I'm start crying. Oh, I, hey, I, 
crying is a part <laughs> oh. of if you invited me i hope you understand that moment's oh, yeah. probably gonna happen <laughs> we got tissues oh, yes. we're prepared oh yeah so as a mother i, I want to talk about chase's faith a little bit mm-hmm. later but as a mother as his treatment began how did your faith help you get through that because i know as a mother just watching your child go through that pain and that mm-hmm. suffering that comes with all the treatment and all the doctor's visits how did your faith help you move through that you know that is without faith i don't know how families make it through something mm-hmm. like this and i think like you know thinking through the early days of diagnosis and you know being admitted mm-hmm. at choa even just walking through the doors of aflac mm-hmm. you know you when you first walk in, first arrive at the hospital, there's so much going on. You know, Mm -hmm. some people are there because maybe they are having a surgery or maybe they're there because they are, you know, maybe they had an accident and and part of their finger or something Mm -hmm. was sliced and they've got to get, you know, there are many different reasons that people are there. But when you get off on the third floor and you walk through the doors of Aflac, you've entered a world where we're all fighting cancer. Mm -hmm. And, um, and as you are on that floor, you see so many families in all different stages of the journey of cancer. And I think that your faith mm-hmm. and knowing that, just like we just talked about that scripture in Second Corinthians, mm-hmm. like yeah. knowing that Jesus is promising that he will be with us yes. like that we we have that promise we do not have a promise mm-hmm. that we won't mm-hmm. suffer pain yeah. yes, like that absolutely. is not in god's word yeah, yeah. and but he does promise that he will be with us and he mm-hmm. does promise that he will comfort us and so i think that for us you know the one of the very first things i did when we got to aflac was you know i had my my bible chase had his bible we all had our word and i began like highlighting everything that that mm-hmm. if i if god was sharing it with me i wanted to treasure it <laughs> yes. and so my bible you know i i have one particular bible that i had with me most of the time that is just covered in promises and truth and things that really just led us to the very next day Mm -hmm. and it was that sustaining life that sustaining breath that got us through every moment one Mm -hmm. step at a time wow the god of all comfort i love that and i I love what you said about hope and i I think a lot of times and i just did a little bible study about this you know we put our hope so much in things of this world Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's ever a bad thing. I don't mm-hmm. think it's a bad thing to hope for a positive outcome. But when we forget to put God in the equation, mm-hmm. that's where we're we're, we're going to be let down one way or another. But when we put our hope in that salvation and that yes. promise that you talked about, mm-hmm. that's enduring. That's everlasting. And it, it's always going to be there for us and never let us down. And it mm-hmm. sounds like that's what y'all did from the very beginning. Yes. And, I, you know, um, I think, too, when we when we think of who God is, like we, we can't make up in our minds, the, uh, Christmas wishlist God that mm-hmm. we all mm-hmm. think that, but God, God has promised us. He's made it so very clear that in this world, you will have trouble, mm-hmm. but take heart. I've overcome yes. the world. Mm-hmm. And when we, when we know that, and we recognize that, that God has promised us that he's overtaken all of this. And mm-hmm. when we understand that life on this side, like the days that we live on this earth are so short in comparison to Mm -hmm. eternity. Mm -hmm. You know, when we say, when we, when we accept Jesus as our savior, we are entering a conversation about eternity. 
And so I think while we are walking here on this earth, we see earth, we see life on this, on this side. And so we forget sometimes Mm -hmm. that this is just the beginning Mm -hmm. and there's something so much greater waiting for us. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So my grandma actually passed away from cancer about a Mm -hmm. year ago. Wow. She's my grandma. That's okay. But through that whole experience, I realized eternity and like you're saying heaven it became so much more real because mm-hmm. i've been a christian since i was little mm-hmm. but it became so just like almost you could touch it yes. you know what i mean so true yeah. and i can't imagine like my own child i don't yes. even have kids but yes. just with my grandma mm-hmm. while i would do everything i could to have him with me yeah i know that Chase does not want to continue suffering through Mm-mm. cancer in this world yeah. and he is experiencing joy eternal Mm -hmm. and he has seen glory and he is he has seen the face of Jesus Mm -hmm. and he would never turn to come back here and so Mm -hmm. for us as we are in this season and and I call it a season but Mm -hmm. I'm talking about from the day that Chase entered heaven until the day that I get to Mm -hmm. that season season. that's the rest of my days on this earth I will long for him like Mm -hmm. it it will ache it aches there are mornings when I wake up and and I could be having a, a, a dream. Like I just recently had a, um, just a couple of days ago, I had a dream that I was, you know, talking to a doctor and he was telling me Chase had gotten some kind of infection. And in my dream, I was just like, okay, we've, we'll keep him, you yeah. know, make sure he's not around people and that kind of thing. And, and then I wake up and I, and, and for just a split second, I was thinking I've got to make sure that he doesn't get too close to anyone. And then it just hit me he's gone like mm-hmm. he's in heaven and in those moments like you know for for everyone else chase passed away november 16th yeah. 2019 for us it's a daily yeah. like we have to yeah. but but in those moments what what brings me from the that takes my breath away mm-hmm. that oh my gosh like i don't I, I want him so bad that that lives that's that suffering part mm-hmm. that lives with the joy that i know where he is mm-hmm. and exactly. that security of where he is yeah. and so it doesn't erase the, the suffering yeah. i still feel there. it so hard but i mm-hmm. feel the joy so hard too yeah wow that's amazing that's the importance of knowing jesus yes. you know and sharing our faith like yes. you were saying chase's favorite verse can you say that again for us yes please? chase's favorite verse is romans 116 mm-hmm. and he was a big romans 116 fan <laughs> um but it is about not being ashamed it says yes. for i am not mm-hmm. ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of god for salvation to everyone who believes yes. mm-hmm. and chase was never ashamed of his faith he shared his faith with all of his friends yeah. and he shared his faith publicly yeah. he shared his faith throughout his entire journey with cancer even years before cancer like wow. he chase became a christian as a very young child he was five or six years old and then also you know our family has I've always been in ministry Mm -hmm. and so Chase has had many opportunities to share his faith and but it's his faith that he shared with his friends that just really just blesses me because I still hear those stories just the people who he he shared with and teachers you know teachers at the school who who have shared with me things that Chase shared with them and you know those things just just knowing that his faith in the Lord was what was sustaining him through the mm-hmm. battle. Mm-hmm. And and then also just knowing that he heard Jesus say, come home. And yes. he got to go home with Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well done, my good and yes. beautiful servant. Yes, well done. Since the age of five. <laughs> and we wrote that actually on his marker. Aww. We put, well done. 
wow. my good and faithful servant. That's like you said when you wake up and you wake up from those dreams and you think, oh, he's in heaven. And mm-hmm. you're like, wait, no, he's in heaven. Mm-hmm. And it brings you that in the midst of your grief, that comfort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So true. Oh, yeah. Well, can we talk a little bit about the number 42 for a second? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, Chase, he was in ninth grade. He actually was the first time his football number was 42. Mm -hmm. And um, he and all of his football friends, all the guys that, you know, he had grown up with and played football with since Little League, they had all decided they were going to get their freshman (laughs) number again for their senior year. And so Chase's number was 42, which he had picked. You know, he loved Jackie Robinson. And um, <laughs> and so that number was really special to him. And, and he got, as the senior year mm-hmm. was approaching, he chose 42 again. And um, he got his number. And, um, and that was one of the first things that his football coach, Coach Calhoun, Aww. did after Chase was diagnosed and admitted into the hospital was he brought his home and away jerseys up to the hospital so he had the 42 jerseys hanging in his room at the hospital and his room kind of looked like a locker room because he had he had his jerseys hanging and 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 everyone in this community just showered us with so much love and we had signs and and things that were hung all around his room and so his room was just filled with encouragement and love but that 42 just it was this it was the signal really that just like he he desired that number he wanted it back he wanted 42 back and he got it it became the symbol of who chases right and it Mm -hmm. was just like Jackie Robinson's story and all that he overcame chase overcame so many obstacles Mm -hmm. and he was such a fighter and so 42 everyone (laughs) kind of took that on as as um, (laughs) a representation of chase and Mm -hmm. and it was such it was so encouraging really just to see the community and the support that we have um as a family and and especially that chase was able to see i mean we saw 42 everywhere Mm -hmm. everyone everywhere everyone put 42 on on everything 42 and do it for chase and chase to be yeah i didn't know your story i didn't know who chase was or 42 (laughs) and i was like sarah claudia what is this your dad even has it on his sign yeah and she told me this story Oh, That's yeah. awesome. It was everywhere, and it it was amazing. And yeah. I mean, you you talked about Chase's sh- strength and his faith, mm-hmm. not only after his diagnosis, but before. Mm-hmm. But how did this really play out during his treatment and yeah. during that battle? So, you know, it's a it's a daily walk, mm-hmm. and for and and a daily walk is not only a walk on the mountains. You know, mm-hmm. it is not always hills and mountains and sweet spots yeah. and, but in a cancer journey especially chases mm-hmm. it is it is filled with a lot of valleys a mm-hmm. lot of hard days a lot of pain a lot of suffering mm-hmm. and there was a day that we were in chase's room he had i don't remember which round this was but he had his body had like just taken a hit from the chemo that he was getting because when he was originally diagnosed, he was diagnosed with diffuse large B cell lymphoma. And that is a, a cancer that has 
like over a 75% cure rate. Wow. And there's one treatment that pretty much all, all people with that type of cancer get, and it usually knocks it out right away. Really? And mm-hmm. Chase got that treatment in April, and it didn't even put a dent. In fact, mm-hmm. it grew. Yeah. And so from the very beginning, we knew we were fighting a very hard uh, cancer. Um, we knew that 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 lymphoma was acting very differently than generally. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of had faith battles from day one. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they, they ended up changing Chase to the strongest, harshest chemo treatment option available with efforts to try to eradicate that Mm -hmm. cancer. And, you know, that never happened. Like we were never able to get rid of the cancer. It was, it was always there, but as we were, facing, I believe, I want to say that I think it was round five. We had um, finished the fifth round of that very harsh Mm. cancer and his kidneys began to shut down. And so he not only had an oncology team and a hematology team and and a neurology team and so many teams, but he now had a nephrology team and he had doctors who were trying to save you know, his kidneys so that he wouldn't, you know, if we were to get to the other side of cancer and then now we've, you know, entered these other medical problems. And so they were trying to save um, his kidneys from right away. And there was a day that we were in the hospital and we had just met with his whole team, which filled his room, you know, 12, 15 doctors standing around Mm -hmm. discussing what's most important. What do we have to focus on? What happens if we do this and what will be the consequence here? And as we were talking and um, they kind of went around and, and then they all left and, and um, Chase was he, was, he was hurting and he was in a lot of pain and he was also not able to speak at that time because he mm-hmm. had um, mucositis, which is just a side effect from some of the chemo he was on. And my husband sent him a text and he said, he sent him a scripture oh. um, out of Romans and um, to encourage him. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. Chase, we're going to rely on our faith yes. through this. Like we're going to, we're going to, we're going to seek God through this. And Chase sent back <laughs> that God works all things to the good of those who love him uh-huh. and who are called according to his purpose. He wow. was, he was recognizing in that moment. And I, I want you to understand he was in a lot of pain. Yeah. He was, he was hearing from all these doctors that mm-hmm. were saying, if I do this, it's going to cause this. And, you know, he understood the battle, mm-hmm. but he also understood that God was working all of these things together and that that he knew that he was called for God for this very moment for these very moments and so his trust was always in him Uh, and a lot of people would say in that moment where is God and especially somebody that young yes Mm where is God why why is he allowing this to happen Mm -hmm. but that Mm -hmm. that says that speaks volumes about about his faith and his trust strengthened his faith and y'all's faith it yeah. did. I, I, another thing that, um, and I'm, I'm sorry, I got one more story <laughs> yeah, I want to this share is about really that. Happy. Yeah. <laughs> there, you know, there was another day, um, that Chase was, you know, like all the kids right now mm-hmm. want to go back to school. You yes. know, they're, they, you know, Chase had been out of school, you know, he had, to, it was April when he got diagnosed. So he missed kind of the end of his junior year. And, um, and he was really wanting to go back to school and like wanting to get out of the hospital yeah. and, and get back with his friends. And that, as I was talking about the kidney, you know, where his kidneys, well, what happened was, um, one of the chemo drugs was called met- methotrexate and mm-hmm. it was like 
just hanging out in his kidneys and you can't leave, you know, you can't, they can't let you just leave the hospital with, with that. And so mm-hmm. he had been admitted at that point. I think that particular round we had been inpatient for maybe two or three weeks. We had wow. not left the hospital and, um, Chase wanted to get back to school. And so he was in the middle of the night he felt like God showed him and, 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 and he's very teen, he's a, te- you know, teenage boy. So this was his, his way of saying it was that, um, he just saw the number. He saw a time, um, he saw a, um, a number of 0.08 and he wrote it in his phone and put it on Snapchat 0.08. <laughs> and he said, he snapped a, a photo of it. Uh-huh. And then the next morning, what we what we knew was that in order for his um him to be able to leave the hospital is mm-hmm. he had to be able to clear his methotrexate under point one. It just okay. had to be somewhere under point one. And so that night in the middle of the night, you know, God showed him zero point zero eight. He just types it in his um phone and like puts it on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And uh the next day, um when they come in to do rounds, he's sitting up just ready to hear, <laughs> hear the number that they're going to say. And, um, and they came in and they were like, Oh, good news. Like we've got your methotrexate lever under point one. You're going to be able to go home. <laughs> and he was like, what's the number? Oh. <laughs> and, um, she was like, uh, it was under point one. I, I didn't write it down. He was like, Oh, but what's the, number? the number? I need to know <laughs> like, what's the number. And, um, and so she pulled up the charts and she flipped through and she was like, um, it was 0.08 what? and he just, he just turned his phone to all of us and just showed it to us. And, um, and I have that photo where he, and no then he way. put on Snapchat and he said, when the nurse came in today, she said it was zero point. My methotrexate letter was level was 0.08. If that's not God speaking, I don't know what Amen. is. Oh my goodness. Wow. Out of all the numbers. I know. 0.08. Yeah. That's what? amazing. So many yeah. signs that just God had his hand on the situation. Yeah. And yeah. what would you say to somebody who came back to that with, well, if God had his hand on the situation, mm-hmm. why did he allow it to happen? Why couldn't mm-hmm. he heal Chase? Yeah, I, I can. First of all, I will say, and I want anyone listening to hear, hear me say that, that just because we have faith does not mean we didn't face those same questions. Mm -hmm. We have so many, so many questions that are really unanswered, but I, I think what I would answer to them and what we have been able to come to peace with for ourselves is back what we said earlier today is that this world is not our home Mm -hmm. and like in every one of these moments when we are when we are facing these trials and these things God promises that he will be with us Mm -hmm. those are the things that he really did promise and I think that for us I I remember like I I remember saying to Chase like Chase, I don't know why, but God has just given you a huge platform. Like yeah. I know he, mm-hmm. he's going to use you and you're going to, you're going to mm-hmm. share your story forever. And you're going to, mm-hmm. for generations yeah. to come, you're going to, and you know what? God is using Chase mm-hmm. and yes, he his is. impact continues. It's not at all what I thought. It's not at all what I envisioned. I thought that Chase would be the one in this seat, that yeah. he would be interviewing Chase and that he would be sharing his story and his faith. And he would be telling you of how he overcame. But what ended up happening was that God, God created and surrounded us with so many people who were watching, who were praying, who were believing alongside of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, thousands upon thousands of people watched us walk through this and are probably still watching us walk through this journey of faith. 
And what we have been able to say is that we can honestly tell you that we know that God's word and his promises, you know, it's, it's true that mm-hmm. he is the God of all comfort and he is walking with us still. And it's not a past tense for us. Like oh, we yeah. are in it. Yeah. Like we are very much, we very much need the same support that we mm-hmm. needed when we were walking through cancer. And mm-hmm. in fact, I would say it's a greater need for support. Yeah. But I think that to answer your question of where was God, you know, where was he when we were, when, mm-hmm. you know, when, when we were surrounding him and praying for healing, because we never, we were never praying that God, if you want to take chance, yeah. take yeah. him. Your will. You know, yeah. but he also wasn't asking us like yeah. he had right. a plan that that he knew about. And so our desire and our plan was always we wanted Chase to live with us. Of we course. wanted him. Like I miss him so much. Mm-hmm. Like every day that hurts. Like yeah. that I don't have his presence, his voice, his smell, his laugh. You know. Mm-hmm him I don't have the future with him yeah. you know the yeah. you know seeing him seeing him walk across the stage at graduation yeah. seeing him become yeah. a father seeing him you know all those things like we we miss and we long for yeah. all of that of course but I think that what where there's peace and where there's comfort that lives at the same time with that suffering mm-hmm. is knowing like we know you mentioned earlier to earlier you said that you've experienced heaven in a new way because of your um, grandmother passing. I can honestly tell you that, that I now understand so much more about heaven. God has allowed us things like God has allowed moments where he's just comforted us in a way that I would never be able to explain to you. Exactly. But I can tell you that I know for a fact and I can stand here and I can tell you that that God's word is true, mm-hmm. that heaven Amen. is real, Amen. that so Chase real. is there and mm-hmm. that he is he is not suffering. No, no, he's not. And I bet my grandma is giving him a hug. Right oh, yeah. Now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my granny. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you really can't understand that until you walk through that. Yeah, that's true. And mm-hmm. honestly, talking to you, I feel like Chase is right here. I know, right? He lives inside yes. you. Yes. His Holy Spirit, we're all one. Yes. And we're yes. in heaven. Yeah. I could go yes. my girl. Yes. And it was six months, his battle correct right so, so short. ultimately he lost that battle but he's still chasing the victory absolutely and he's got his legacy that mm-hmm. is still so strong so mm-hmm. explain to us what exactly chase the victory means and in the legacy that he's left behind yeah mm-hmm. so you know the phrase chase the victory is about we keep moving forward like we walk through and we run and we chase after what we know is true and we know that true victory is that we can all celebrate like when when someone has given their life to Christ when someone has accepted Jesus like the eternity that lives for them that is ultimate victory and Mm -hmm. what it means like to chase the victory is that every single day just like we talked about you know Mm -hmm. um the last time that I was able to meet with you that Mm -hmm. Chase had this kind of phrase you know the most important day is today every day we have a choice and every single day we can choose to chase the victory. We can mm-hmm. choose to run hard after like, what is it that God's calling for me? Like, what is it in my life that he is asking me to do that he is allowing me yeah. to be a part of? And we chase that and we chase that victory because that's where our peace and where our hope is found. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, um, you know, what the phrase chase the victory means. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah. what is y'all's mission? If you can sum it up in one or two sentences. I will. <laughs> so our, our vision um, at Chase the Victory uh-huh. is to comfort broken hearts. Yeah. And our, our mission statement is to strengthen the support of families grieving the loss of a child, families fighting childhood cancer, and to inspire hope and kindness. And so we have so many different programs and parts of Chase the Victory that are some of them, like our journey together, support Mm -hmm. for families that are grieving um, the loss of a child. We have retreats that we send families for a whole week at the beach where we are able to provide not just a week of fun and activities um, for those families, but also teams can sign up to be a, a volunteer. It's basically a mission trip for them to go and um, serve, do activities for the kids, serve the meals. There's a way that, you know, anyone can sign up to be a part of like the mission trips to go and serve these families. But in addition to the, you know, the grief coaches mm-hmm. that come down with us and the pastors and the people that are a part of that week, we, we also are able to provide siblings a chance to connect with other siblings that are mm-hmm. grieving and for parents to, to find community and other parents that yes. are grieving. That's so important. Um, it is. We need community. Yes. That's why we're created this way. Yes. Change happens in community. It does. You know, July is recognized annually um, as um, Bereaved Parents Awareness Month. Really? Yes. You know, that's something that, you know, bereaved parents, bereaved families, it's Mm -hmm. just something that we care so much about. Mm -hmm. And um, we know that statistically, you know, even in in non-bereaved families, marriages have a fight just to survive, right? We already know that 50% of marriages um, in America and in divorce, which it's almost double that for families that lose a child. Mm -hmm. And so we know that's the history, but we as an organization, as a a nonprofit organization are doing everything we can to change the future of that. Stick together. Yes. One part of it, of Chase the Victory Foundation is the kickback yes. program. And I know that goes back to something Chase did when he was in the hospital. Exactly. Yeah. You know, just like we talked about, Chase always had his eyes on someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when Chase uh, was fighting cancer, he wanted, he wanted to celebrate these clear scans. Like he believed he never never doubted that God was going to heal him. Mm. And so he was already telling everyone I'm having a party. I'm having a clear <laughs> scans party as soon as my cl- my scans are clear. And um, when that didn't happen and he realized that he still had a battle to fight, he had a choice, you know, just like his own words, you know, that most important day is today. Mm-hmm. I can't change the past. I can't change the future. So what am I going to do with today? So mm-hmm. that's literally yes. his faith in yeah. action is yeah. what developed the kickback program but so at that moment we went home you know after finding out that the cancer was still there still aggressive still like we were in the same place mm-hmm. uh, we went home and um, Chase sent a message to a bunch of his friends and he was like I want to give back I want us to all of us shoe heads. That's what he called himself, <laughs> you know, because he loved shoes and shoe he had so many sneakers, sneaker head, excuse me. Oh, um, yeah, <laughs> but he had so many shoes and he and all of his friends love shoes, too. And and he knew that there were some kids who were going to be getting ready, you know, who were going back to school, who were at school, who didn't have mm. shoes, you know, or they didn't have a cool pair yeah. of shoes. And he didn't want them to have 
moments of being teased or um and he was like that's what I can do I can help I can take something that I'm good at like that you know that I know about which is fashion and and fun (laughs) and shoes and um and I want all my friends we're gonna do this and so he came up with this plan that he wanted to give shoes away to those who would need them and um you know, the very next day, Chase actually, Matt Ryan had invited him to speak at the um, Matt Ryan's big fundraiser every year really? that yeah. he does for Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. Yeah. And so Chase was the guest speaker. So this was the day after finding out that his cancer was still there. So we went and Chase spoke that night and he had a fever. And that's when we went to mm. the emergency room, which, you know, Chase never came home after that. So we never heard about the shoe thing until after Chase passed away. Really? Like we didn't even know about it. He wow. sent it on Snapchat to a bunch of his friends and Instagram and um and was kind of organizing the like kind of getting the people together, mm-hmm. but he didn't know the battle that he was about to fight. But that is we took that up and we decided that every year, one of the ways that Chase the Victory as an as an organization that we're going to give back and that we're going to be able to carry out Chase's vision for that is that every year we're going to give away 42 pair of shoes Whoa. to kids wow. every year. That's a lot. It is a lot. Wow, that's um, awesome. And, you know, and I'm not even sure if you know this, we actually were able to give away 142 no pair way. of wow. Nike Air Force Ones. <laughs> oh and um, wow. that's story is just amazing of how that happened um mm-hmm. because there was another man who had the same vision as chase that he wanted to do something for these kids getting ready for oh. back to school who didn't have yeah. you know some nice shoes to wear and so last last summer he actually had the same idea that chase had last summer really oh, yes wow. oh. and so we happened to meet him yeah. and we have a mutual friend that connected us and and we met and he was planning a pro- something called the 100 project where he was going to give away a hundred <laughs> pair oh. of um, Nike Air Force Ones okay. to kids who need them and he was rolling with this you know 100 project mm-hmm. that he was going to do this past Saturday and then we met and we shared 42. about Chase the Victory and the 42 pair of shoes that we want to give away for um, <laughs> carrying out Chase's vision and so as we sat around a table just like we're sitting right here <laughs> we sat around a table and we talked about our visions and we realized this was totally God yeah like the wow. fact that that these two great men of God like mm-hmm. I, I call Chase a man like he, oh, yeah. a oh, great yeah. man of God <laughs> yeah um, that, that God poured this vision in the both of them yes yeah and then we got to actually see that come to life this past <laughs> weekend where um partnering with the 100 project and chase the victory we were able to give away 142 pair of wow. shoes to kids this Talk past Saturday the sovereignty of God right. I picture them I picture Chase and God just up there smiling I know yes. right <laughs> with some nice shoes on <laughs> there was a moment where I literally just looked and I looked around and I saw the faces of the kids who were Aww. their names were getting called and they were mm. coming and sitting down and and we literally washed their feet and not with water but by taking their old shoes off and putting these new shoes on their feet and praying over them Mm -hmm. and watching that moment and I I knew like 
while I wish that Chase was mm-hmm. with us where we could see him physically to be able to wash their feet himself, mm-hmm. I knew, like I, I just had this moment where I recognized that God was showing me that Chase was with us. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. And that he was, um, like he is using him. You know, we know mm-hmm. our yeah. life. We know the life that we see of others because of what we see, but we've got to get to the place where we understand it's so much bigger than the things we see. Yes. And, um, you know, I can't tell you that I have physically seen Chase, you know, since he moved and made his home in heaven, but I have seen God use Chase. And Mm -hmm. I'm like this very moment that we're having right now, his impact just continues. You know, your life, your life, the days that you live on this earth, it's just a portion of it. Mm -hmm. It's just a portion of what is our life. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen the imagery of who, who did this? Do you know the video I was talking about the other day? I see. Ooh. Um, what is his name? I don't know. (laughs) He's a big speaker. What is his name? I talked about this with you too. It's the eternity illustration, Mm. but it's the rope. And the rope, the Mm. tiny tassel, he calls it this life. And then it's a rope and it goes beyond where you you no longer can see it. And that's Mm -hmm. eternity. And then he's on the stage. He's a pastor and he's showing all of the rope. Wow. He's like, mm-hmm. this is eternity. Do you understand? Wow. Yeah. And then he pointed to the one little spot and he was like, and this is where you are on this mm-hmm. tiny tassel. It's right. like a shoe tassel. Right. Anyway, sorry. Well, yeah. it just shows, and I've never really thought about it until now, how big of an impact our faith can have. Yes. And you're talking about it's so much more than what's seen you know faith i've always counted it as you know it's not something you can see it's not something you Mm. can grasp but it's in us and we can you know play it out to others but even after we're gone and that's what chase is showing us Mm -hmm. even after we're gone your faith can have such a big impact on hundreds of people and i mean there's no there's no telling how many people his faith is going to impact what a legacy yeah Yeah. can you tell us a little bit about the 42 seconds what is that called 42 seconds today yes Yes. Yes. so we have different people who um just are sharing their faith in such a very short little segment but in 42 seconds of ways that we can like little Mm. challenges and ways that we can take what we said you know the most Mm -hmm. important day is today what do we can what can we do today but just a way to inspire we want to we envision a world where everyone around us can understand that the people who you walk and do life with and those that are beside you Mm -hmm. are all walking on different paths and different Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. but there are little moments that even in just 42 seconds that we can use the gifts that God's given us and even in that short amount of time that we can be an encouragement to someone else and so we we are able to share um each week 42 seconds today are able to share little messages it's not a sermon it's not a long you know it's not um an an additional church service it's just a moment to just say here's something we can set you can do right now Mm -hmm. today in this amount of time and it's just a way to really just encourage people around us and those are so encouraging i've listened to several Mm -hmm. but how can our listeners support the chase the victory foundation so we are um there are many ways that you can support chase the victory obviously i would say first of all we solicit your prayers Mm -hmm. we have big vision we um we see chase the victory is 
a massive undertaking because we want to change the lives of families who are grieving the loss of a child, who are fighting childhood cancer. Mm-hmm. We want to change the experience for teens that are fighting cancer, for siblings that are that are grieving um, the loss of their brothers and their sisters. And it takes a lot of, of people, a lot of support, a lot of financial mm-hmm. support. It takes a lot to carry out this mission, but we are dedicated and we are committed to it for the mm-hmm. long haul. And so you can um, you can visit our website and you can um, you can be a part of joining us on our mission by um, visiting our website, which is chasethevictory.com. You can also give um, you can give by online on our website as well, but also you can text Chase the Victory to four four three two one. And um, there are many options that come up. You can sponsor families to go on our family beach retreats where um, for for grieving families who've lost a child. Those are completely free to those families. And we want to send 40 families. We want to actually send 42 families. I'm sure you know that. (laughs) Yeah. Every year on on a retreat Mm -hmm. where they are loved on and cared for Mm -hmm. by volunteers. You can be one of our gold sponsors. So we are looking Mm -hmm. for 100 people to give $1,000 to help us on our mission mm-hmm. for everything that we are planning to do in 2021 and there are many ways that you can give but we also we would love for you to volunteer like yeah. there are many volunteer opportunities there are um, you can share everything about Chase the Victory getting the word out helping us love and mm-hmm. and build support and community for those who mm-hmm. are grieving for those who are fighting um, cancer we are a support and we want to build the support we want to strengthen the support around those families mm-hmm. yeah so. well I have no doubt that God is going to continue to use Chase and make all of your visions mm-hmm. come true with yes. Chase the Victory and yes. at the end of each podcast we always like to talk about our pieces of light which on the mm-hmm. Fighting Light podcast is really just a takeaway it's mm-hmm. focusing on the light that has come out of a dark situation mm-hmm. so what would you say I know we've talked about a lot of them but what would you say is your biggest piece of light that's come from this impossibly dark journey that you've been on? I would have to say it goes right back to how we started this, Mm -hmm. which was understanding that God is the God of all comfort. Mm -hmm. He has promised that to us. He has called himself the God of all comfort and he is with us. And I think that when we understand Mm -hmm. that even in the hills, even in the valleys, even in the hard spaces that he has promised to be with us, and he will never leave us and never forsake us. Yeah. Amen. I love that. I always love talking to you. You're such an encouragement. And just mm-hmm. hearing how Chase's legacy just comes through you with such joy. Mm-hmm. I know our listeners will enjoy that too. So I want to thank you for coming back and spending some time with us on the podcast. And everybody go over to chasethevictory.com. Keep up with it. Support it the way you feel led to do. And always remember to continue to follow me on Facebook at Sarah Claudia Tillman and on Instagram at Sarah Claudia. Yes, and please continue to follow our podcast. And if you aren't already subscribed, please subscribe. And also, if you feel led to, maybe leave us a five-star review because we really yes. need a few leave of us, those. <laughs> leave us a written review and a five-star yes, review. Yes, yes. And as always, we hope that you'll continue to find light regardless of your circumstances. See y'all next time. Next time on Finding Light. We, we might be dating with disabilities, but we face mm-hmm. the same challenges and 
overcome them in the same way. Sometimes it's healthy, sometimes it's not. Yes. But we do the best we can. I think uh, one of the big things that uh, Callie also has just learned patience with too is because of just the care required or um, with the limitations in my mobility and this factor Mm -hmm. of that, life just seems to move a little slower. Mm-hmm. Um, and takes a little bit longer yeah. to get from point A to point B a lot yeah. of times. And it's just kind of finding a level of peace with that yeah. and patience. Um, took me a long time outside of the relationship and I know Kelly's. Yeah, like think small things, you know, people don't think about like if you text us 30 minutes before you're going to have brunch, like we're not going to be there. Mm-hmm. And so like we can't usually accept last minute invitations unless it's like he's already up. You know, right. so I mean, it takes him an hour to get up and then I have to get ready. So yeah. mm-hmm. just like those things used to frustrate me or being late because something happened used to frustrate me. And I just learned to like kind of deal and get over it. Yeah, yeah. go with the flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's coming up next time on Finding Light. <laughs>